Hey guys, something that we are excited to tell you about is a company that is taking wine to the next level. If you've been at a restaurant or grocery store trying to pick out a bottle of wine but had no idea where to start, like me, or you're just looking for a unique event for your friends, family, or coworkers, In Good Taste is a new type of winery that can help you do both. Their many wine bottle tasting flights help people with varying degrees of wine knowledge learn more about wine. In Good Taste provides tasting flights and complimentary virtual tasting over Zoom. The tastings create a safe space for novices and pros to ask questions about the wine, the regions, food pairings, etc. Unlike the traditional lecturing at most wineries, In Good Taste provides a fun event with trivia and quirky food pairings like which wine pairs best with Crunchwrap Supremes. Each mini bottle is one glass of wine, so you're getting two full bottles of wine, but in a variety for just $65. This lets you learn more while committing to less. The problems that I thought were going to go away didn't go away. Yeah. They were still there. Mm-hmm. And if, if anything, it magnified the problems that were still there. The selfishness, mm-hmm. the entitlement, the, the conflict in relationships that come out of that sense of entitlement like, what are you talking about, bro? I play in the NFL. I got, yeah. bro, I got six <laughs> figures in my bank account. Like, right. bro, relax. And welcome to the Darren Woodson Show. Uh, we're going to kick this off uh, with a little teaser of, of what's to come next week. Uh, as you know, uh, Mother's Day's coming around the corner. And most important day of the year. Most important day of the year. And traditionally, mm-hmm. I don't think about Mother's Day until so, a couple days before. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, the most important day of the year. I, yeah. but Just it, been yeah. dropping hints for the last <laughs> six months. <laughs> and somehow I forget about it. Uh, but uh, make sure to come back and check next week's episode out because uh, we have special guests. We have some mothers in the yeah. house. Uh, the Darren Woodson Podcast Studio is going to be taken over by Tiffany, Tiffany, and Whitney. Yeah. Y'all can guess which Tiffany order that I said that in, which was the most important. <laughs> oh. But oh, uh, it's going to be fun. Uh, they all have great personalities. You guys are going to love them. Uh, and, yeah, and we're really not going to be on that show. We are not. You will. We're, you will. Hear you will not hear our soothing voices, sexy voices of our wives, and not the the man, the grown ass men voices that we put. Uh, grown put ass out men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grown ass boys, yeah. but but hey, just you know, again, it's really important yeah. that uh, you hear from them, different perspective, uh, because they're probably going to call out all the shit that we've been talking. Yeah, I'm a little nervous so about this. All full, yeah. you I'm guys are liars. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, a little nervous. Uh, but thankfully, be, my wife doesn't listen to the podcast, so she listens. Oh, no, she she says she's listened to about three in total, maybe. She doesn't listen. So I can say whatever I want. No, Whit listens. She really does. Yes, yeah, yes, she does. <laughs> no, she's, be she's fun, just though. saving, just saving the <laughs> yeah, ammo. All ammo. Yeah, right. She's gonna, she's gonna be able to call out episode well, sixty-four, episode thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it would be fun though because it it'll definitely give our female audience yeah. something to relate with. Talking yeah. about motherhood, the challenges yeah. they face, trying to balance work and life and kids, and it'll just give a fun insight. I think on yeah, and we, we also got some. Uh, uh, Instagram questions. Yes. Some users submitted some questions mm. they're going to answer. So really uh, cool. it, it'll be fun. It'll be a fun episode. It's, it's great because, again, we talk about strength. We talk about resilience. And I don't think anybody embodies that more than a mother, yeah. right? And, and the things that they go through and have to deal with on a day-in and day-out basis. I couldn't do it. 
Um, so it, it'll be fun to give them the stage and, and hear their perspective. Kelly, I'm still I'm nervous, guys. I'm not. <laughs> well, you're one doesn't hold back, so I wouldn't be nervous about you. I wouldn't be nervous about you. She's coming for real. She be all the dirt, all the skeletons. All the dirt. Uh, that's, that's my problem too. Yeah. It's gonna come out. Like at some point, it's gonna yeah. come out. I'm yeah. just you're a fairly private, dude. But I, I'm, uh, I'm yeah. not sure you're gonna be well, able to rein that one in. Both Tiffany's Italian. They're gonna yeah. just hype each other up. Is you guys? Can we cancel this now? Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, <laughs> will we survive? Will this our marriages survive this? Yeah. Whitney said, "I may not even be able to say a word the whole time while they're sitting there." Oh again. no, those two. <laughs> <laughs> I said, "You'll be fine. Just, just do what I do. Just yeah. nod and smile." <laughs> but anyways, make sure to come back and check that out, Darren. What are we talking about today? Uh, does money bring you happiness? And I know we wanted to frame it differently, but you know, I wanted to come, wanted to come out exactly like that. Does money bring you happiness, true happiness? And I wanted to open it up. I wanted to dive right on into it because, you know, this is a topic that, you know, when I was a kid, I always felt like that was the dream. The dream was watching these athletes or entertainers on tv and you're seeing them live the high high flying life and the cars and the the jet setting and all that and i always always think when i was a kid like man that's true happiness if i ever get there or if i ever make that kind of money that's when i've made it like it that's it you know there's nothing else there's no obstacles or nothing it's just i've made it and and in having that thought process, there's still a lot of us out there, a lot of us out there that still have that kind of mindset of, yeah, well, once I make that first hundred thousand or I make that next two hundred thousand or whatnot, at some point I'm going to be truly happy. And I wanted to open it up to you guys. And Tyler, I'll go to you first is, you know, what's your thought process? Because you've gone through that process. You've gone and your journey's different than 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 most than, than mine. But You've gone through stages where you you were the have not, and then you started to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think this is a great topic. It's it it is a little cliche. Let's let's call it what it is, right? Mm-hmm. Money doesn't buy happiness, um, but let's frame some let's frame some things around it as to why. So, I came from a, a humble house. My dad worked his tail off, like provided we had everything we needed, mm-hmm. but we didn't have excess by any means. Uh, and then I get into college, you live in dirt poor. So I was just like you, like, man, you know, you can, you can fill up your gas tank and not worry about if your card's going to be declined. Like that, that is the life. <laughs> you know, let me go back on that, man. I remember my first car, dude. I used to put out like a dollar ten cents. Dumb, in the, yes, in but the you get tank. two gallons. Yeah, I get two gallons <laughs> and figure it out. Yeah. That's right. Like, okay, I I could drive today <laughs> to and from where I gotta go. <laughs> but but I really thought the same thing. I was like, okay, it's it's the money. When you get that, everything else is easy. Life is yeah. easy. Relationship. People want to hang out with you. Uh, you, you get everything you need. There's no stress. It's yeah. just must be nice. Uh, then we go through a really poor stage mm-hmm. after college when Tiffany and I started dating. And that was when I borrowed $500 from her because I couldn't, I couldn't even pay my car payment, mm-hmm. let alone fill up gas. Uh, couldn't buy a ring. Couldn't pay for a wedding. Could be, we had to live with my brother-in-law's brother-in-law in a house that he owned. It's like Inception. Oh, yeah, There's like layers and layers. Six yeah. layers, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
had to had to live in their house because they gave us uh, like a crazy deal on it, and and it was just it, it was it was a grind. And the whole time I'm thinking, when I get there, when I get there, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I get there, I'll be happy. Well, then fast forward, and and I make the the roster uh, for the Chicago Bears my my first full season, and like okay. Like immediately you feel it, right? You feel like the lightness. You're like, okay, I know that I can pay my mortgage. I know that I can pay my car bill. Mm -hmm. I know that I don't have to worry about, you know, filling up on gas. If I go to dinner, I'm not worried about what I get or if I'm paying for someone, what they're getting. It's just, okay, that that's great. Uh, And then, and then you get into, okay, we could buy a house after that. Mm. could give my wife all the things that I felt she deserved. And it was, look, it was great. It was great. But what I found during that time, and I even recognized it, is the problems that I thought were going to go away didn't go away. Yeah. They were still there. Mm-hmm. And if, if anything, it magnified the problems that were still there. The selfishness, mm-hmm. the entitlement. The, the conflict in relationships that come out of that sense of entitlement, like, what are you talking about, bro? I play in the NFL. I got, yeah. bro, I got six <laughs> figures in my bank account. Like, right. bro, relax. And then the judgment and like all those things. And it, and it literally, it's real. And I considered myself to be humble through that right. process. And it still creeps in when the money gets there. But then it by no means made my relationship with Tiffany any better, right? Right, Because I'm still the same guy. I'm still the same guy that had to borrow $500. That's the guy that she knows. Right. And now it doesn't matter if there's money. It's it's the same issues that, that we would have battled before. And then I play and, and there's some security, but in, in transparency is even after retirement, right? The last couple of years have been hard. By no means would I ever say, oh my gosh, like, I had it so bad because I was super lucky because right. we were diligent about saving, but, and we made some investments that put money away that like couldn't touch. Right. Thank God. But there was a time where it's like, how are we going to do this? Mm. Like in, in conversations with, with Tiff, like I can't be here cause I've got to work. Like I've got to work a lot. If, right. if we want to have a roof over our heads and, and put food on the table, so then that feeling of stress came back. So I would just say the thing that I noticed is just a lighter, it's, it's easier, right. it's, it's lighter when you're not thinking about the day-to-day expenses and bills and all that comes with it. But by no means did it go away. Right. Because I, look, at having played, I've been around a lot of people. A lot of people with a lot of money, mm-hmm. not necessarily football players. Right. And to be very honest with you, spending time with them, traveling with them, I would never want that life. That's right. And it, money just makes you more than more of who you really are. Right. Doesn't it? I mean, I it think just so. Highlights I think a little so. bit of everything. I think I think it can be I, I think it can lead you down paths that you wouldn't normally take. Yep. I think that it exposes you. And makes you vulnerable. Honestly, it, let's let's be honest. To me, it expose. It's an opening for the. It's a door that the devil can walk That's in. Right. Because right. it now it, it increases your pride. It increases your ego for sure. Yep. It increases opportunities <clears throat> to slip up. It increases people in your life that don't have your best interest at heart. Right. I mean, there's so many negatives that come with it. Uh, that it it it's a lot. 
yeah. the people that I respect so much are the people that have made it, keep the level head, stay who they are. I look at like Roger Staubach. Like, yeah. And I don't know Roger behind closed doors, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to pretend that I do. But I do see how he's done it. Someone like yourself that that has has reached a level, and it's like, man, I still give. I still give my time. I still give my efforts. Yeah. I still give those things because those are the first things to go when you don't have to. You know, and and Ben, I want to I want to go back to you as well, man. Which which no, I'm I want to talk to you. Yeah, I know you do. You're the one who signed the 36 million dollar deal. Yeah, life was good, man. I mean, what all your problems went away, right? No. So and I'll and I'll say this: when I first came in the league, and I you know I, I came from nothing, and everyone knows that. And then I go from. Hold on, pause, from, pause your story real quick. What did you think of money? You, you mentioned a second ago, but like, what was money to you as a kid growing freedom. up, how you grew up? Freedom. Yeah. Like, true freedom. That's so when you money saw was. money, you thought, you didn't necessarily think of Lamborghinis and no. fancy cars. Like, you thought, no. I, just, I can do what I want. I can do what I want. I can, I have freedom. I can help those that are in need. And mm-hmm. that's where my mind went, was my family. Because I've seen my family sacrificed for me, my mom, my sister, my brothers, they sacrificed for me. And then I saw a way that I could, you know, maybe not repay, but help them through processes as well, right? With through financial issues that they may have. So that they're, they're not stressed. So I always thought like money was going to alleviate all this stress. And I remember coming out of college and getting my first check with the Dallas Cowboys. And to the point where when I was graduating from Arizona State, I go back to this, I was graduating from Arizona State. I was just got my degree. I had to go pay before I got drafted. I had to go pay. You know, when you leave, you got to pay for your diploma once you graduate, right? You got to pay. It's like, oh, yeah, we paid. What? Yes. To get your little paper, it was like 20 or uh $28 or $37. Oh, 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 yeah. I thought you were like, the I got to pay back on my school bills. No. Like, wait, no, hold, on. hold on. But you had to get your, you, to get yes, your yeah, actual, actual paper, physical, yeah, physical yeah. paper. I didn't have 28 bucks. I had just gotten I was, drafted. I was just going to ask you, how much money did you have in your bank account before <laughs> you got drafted? None. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't have the 20. And I, wait a minute. I had just gotten drafted. Yeah. And I didn't have the check yet, right? <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. So, That's it crazy. took me to get my signing bonus <laughs> to go pay that $28. I want to keep that one right yeah. there. <laughs> That's a big one. So this was worth a lot. I owe you. I, owe I showed you. up all cash. I would hold on to that one I right showed there. up today. <laughs> $28 in cash, baby. Here, baby. <laughs> Give me Keep that degree. <laughs> um, but I didn't have anything. So once I first got that check, the first thing I thought was, man, it's like the weight of the world sort of fell off as far as the stress, the financial stress. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, but one, well, one, I didn't have a whole lot of anything anyway. I didn't have any debt or anything mm-hmm. when I was coming out of college. So I didn't have to pay anything. But I just felt like, you know, now I can do something. So first thing I did was help my mo- mom with a car because she had a beat up car. She was catching the bus half the time because the transmission was out on the car. So that was that that sigh of relief that I could help her out. Mm-hmm. But I was like you, Tyler. It began to be more problematic in that first year because I was 22, 23 years old. And your ego takes a turn for the worst. Yeah, and, and mine did exact exactly that. Now I started to compare others. I started to look at what other people were doing in their lives, uh, and, and that wasn't good. And then it started to be the greed starts to keep uh, cre- started to creep in, as far as okay, now I have that, I have this amount of money, now I want more. Mm-hmm. It's never enough. Yeah, 
And that's that stuck with me for a long time because now I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. Literally. I'm trying, literally. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure that, you know, that that I'm, you know, at the right parties, I'm doing the right thing. I got I look the right way and all. And that part of me, and that's just young money. They call they call that young yeah. money. Yep. I was very young money in that and it brought about stress. So my the stress relief went, Oh, thank God I made the money. And then it was like Holy shit! I got to do this, and I got to, you know, I, I was yeah. trying to keep up, and that that even got worse. You know, an interesting concept about you. It was like a light switch. You went from having nothing, one check, yeah, changed your whole life. Most of us, myself included, it's a gradual increase right. in income. Mm-hmm. You don't just you don't just flip the switch and all of a sudden I have millions of dollars. So it's and as you're sitting here talking, I'm, I'm really thinking about it. one of the first times I'm thinking about this. It's really dangerous uh, to do it the old. way that you did it. Absolutely. Now, not, not, yeah. I don't no, mean it that. is. It is. But and that's, it, and that's you're, one of you're, the biggest you're problems. You're 22, with no sports. money ever, and all yeah. of a sudden you're just handed a check that, yeah. that changes your life and, and generations of lives. Yes. And now we're expecting you as a society to know what to do with to it manage and to that. handle that correctly. Yes. And there's no way. I mean, I had no background in finance. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know anything about te- uh, taxes. Matter of fact, first time I looked at my check, I was like, what's this F-I-C-A? What the hell is this shit? And why are they taking all this money? Right? <laughs> what? Who the hell is Fika? And why hey, are they taking my hey, money? It, honestly, honestly, I don't know. I'd never seen that. I thought the same thing, and I was 26, right? Yeah. Because I was a 1099 employee for insurance, mm. and then I literally worked off of tips at a bar and a pumpkin patch, right. and it was like, I don't know if I'd... I literally had never filed taxes. True mm. story. Never filed taxes until I... I Actually, it was the UFL when I actually filed taxes. But I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm supposed to be making this, and I only get this? Yeah. Yeah, that's You're a, insane. That's a sad yeah. day when you, when you learn about the old Uncle oh, Sam. Mm, oh, yeah. man. Oh, but, but back man. to you, Darren. And I think we asked you this when we did talk about this episode. I don't remember what episode that was. We talked about what it's like signing a big contract. You said, the, and Tyler, you said this too, it felt lighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Explain that. Let's dig into that a little bit more. What does that mean, it felt lighter? Going, being able to go and do the little things. Uh, like if I wanted to go buy, <laughs> going to the store to buy a shirt in college or in high school or a great, <laughs> you had to do the calculation. Right. You had to calculate hey, by store. Steal this, by store, you I? mean Ross, Marshalls, Walls, TJ Maxx, Shopping Go, Walmart, Seven Eleven. They have maybe some T-shirts in the back. Like you're just trying to figure it out, dog. Yeah. You're, 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 yeah. you're I hooked me up for T-shirts, sunglasses, and I, a sombrero for five bucks. What, Come on. What's the first store you hit up? Please First tell store. me. Please tell me it was like Gucci. No, or, or. I, could, I let me tell you a quick story. So we, <laughs> so we have to travel. You know, you have to travel once you get to in the league, man. You gotta. You got to go get a suit. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't get a suit, people are going to kill you, right? So the first time we go to Japan, first game, and I don't have a suit. I'm wearing an old college suit, and this sucker's like Michael. This like a jacket looked like Michael Jordan went down to my knees, right? <laughs> And but you pants, look fire then, pants, I was fire. I was on fire. <laughs> Checkered shirt with yellow pants or something, right? I get on the plane and they murder us. It's like you walk in on the plane, all the veterans are like, dude, what the hell are you wearing? Like, I'm serious. It's instantly, man. It's like the walk of shame to go to, go to your seat because oh, yeah. they're killing you, right? So, no matter what you're wearing. No matter what you're wearing, yeah. right? You're, well, but you can yeah. tell. Yeah, you, you can, can tell. You can the tell the, the first pick. The first pick yeah. was Kevin Smith. Oh, he Fitted. took care of his. 
fitted it. So like, they didn't make fun of his. Oh, he was. His did you buy oh. your first suit off the rack or did you get it actually made for you? No, I went to a place in the Galleria. Okay. And they actually, I picked out the color and all that and they actually made the suit. Okay. That, was my, right. that was my first suit that, okay. I, that I ended up getting. But this is the first trip and we're going to Japan and, you know, we, we actually we flew somewhere first and then we all had to be suited up for, for a preseason game and I wasn't suited up. And then we went to Japan. But then when I came back, I went with a good friend of mine named Michael Beasley. And we get off the plane. Mike's my, one of my close friends. And Beasley says, hey, man, dude, you need to get your, lift your game up. Like, your suit game. You, you, what you're wearing is terrible, right? And he's my boy. Like, it's like us. It's like us. He's just, and we're the same age, right? Yeah. And he had better style than I did. I'll admit that. I was like, all right, cool. I, you know, let's do that. So we go to the store. We go to the, the Galleria. And I'm looking at suits. And I saw the price tag on the first one, and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> there is no way I'm paying. And it was yeah. like $700. Yeah, right. Like that. For sure. 650 bucks. So oh, I was like, Dude, you're out your damn mind. He, he grabs me before I can walk out. He said, you're going to buy this fucking suit. That's exactly what he said. You're going to buy it right now. I'm not going to let you. And he's strong as hell. I'm going to let you out. You're not leaving this place till you buy this suit. Yeah. And I remember it was an a olive green suit that I that was my first purchase and it was way over the top man way over the top and I just felt like at that point those are the, like the little things that that were kind of the relief like I can go buy a suit I could go buy you know you know something for my car or something for my, my you know girlfriend or whatnot like I couldn't afford those things in college I couldn't buy gifts for people yeah so and it was the first time I actually could so what things did you worry about before you had money uh, what are some stresses that you had before? Like going, I had to go to the laundry, but we didn't have a, a washing machine. Yeah, I never had mm -hmm. a washing machine, like a dryer in my house. Mm -hmm. like I had to go to the walk to the laundromat. Yeah, to yeah. wash clothes. Like that was a stress because it was hot as hell in Phoenix. Right, uh -huh. and I had to put a bag together and walk over there. Uh, will my car start? Like those are legitimate yep. questions. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, pray to God if that my car would actually turn over yeah. when I was that young. Mm. That's, uh, <laughs> that's for real. That's for real, that's man. For real. Gas. Like the littlest things you could ever imagine I stressed on yeah, because I just didn't have it. And, and to, to answer your, your question on that like lighter, you know that it's really that like when you're stressed, like say you got a project, it's like I got to get this thing done in, in an hour and 40 minutes before the meeting. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to get it done. You know how the feeling of like your chest just kind of feels tighter? Yeah. Like it feels like, it's just like squeezing in on you. Like it literally is when you, when you first get it and you have enough, when you get to that point, it's just like, yeah, <sighs> I don't breathe. feel like I'm yep. wearing like a weight belt strapped around my chest and cinched mm -hmm. tight. Like it's for the first time, like, okay, like I can drop my shoulders. I'm going to be okay. I don't have to pick. Okay. Am I paying the TV bill or the internet bill? My pager my bill page. or my landline hey, bill. Something ain't getting paid. One of the two. <laughs> Y'all do the coin flip. Yeah, hey, which one, which one hassles me harder? Okay. I'll pay you for sure. But, but it's just, it's just a feeling like not stressing over just the little things. And that's and that's really the best part about yeah. it is is just being able to make those decisions, you know, and not have to worry about like okay, 
Uh, so it's Tuesday, so it's Applebee's. So they've got happy hour until 6 o'clock. Um, okay, and then Chili's is Wednesday night. That's their night. You know what I mean? Not knowing, like, okay, I got to do this. It's like, I want to I wanna go to Kenny's. Yeah, or I want to go to an Italian restaurant. Or, okay. Like it was just, it was just different, mm-hmm. but again, it didn't change anything. Like how, it, how long did that, that feeling last for you guys? Were you appreciated it or that feeling? That feeling of like, Oh, I just don't have to worry about this, this, or this. Cause I'm, I'm different than you. I have a different point of view yeah. than you guys on that. Well, I, I think, you know, for me, that was the relief. And then it was the education process yeah. that I went through in which uh, my financial team was saying, hey, for every dollar you lose or you spend, you better make two to back it up, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it was the reality of looking at my account when I had to pay the t- my taxes, agent fees, you know, bought my mom a car. Like, I'm watching my account just drop. And that's, the, for me, that was the process for me that I had to go through. Because once I got educated, started getting educated, because it wasn't all the way educated. But once I started getting ed- educated on, you know, yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta keep going, dude. Yeah. You know, because this supply is going to run out. Yeah. It's so much easier, to, in my opinion. Look, to make money, I feel like I, I've always figured out a way to make money. Even when I was a kid, I'd work, work, work. But it's hard to keep. Money. Yeah. It really is. And you see it. Once you make it, you start to see it go down the drain. So that's that's when, for me, that's when I started to get the anxiety mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go back. Yep. So because I didn't want to go back to not having, what did I do? Started being greedy. Started wanting to push harder. Now I'm starting to play for, you know, my mind was, I got to get more of this yeah. to keep the freedom. Bingo. And so... That sounds an awful lot like somebody who doesn't have any money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the point I'm trying to make there is you had more money than you ever had in your life, and yet you're still stressing about money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had the perspective growing up the way I grew up that one day when I have money, all my problems are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Like you said, freedom. I'm not going to worry about anything. And then I, I said this yesterday on the episode, which won't air for a while, but Last year, thankfully, was a great year, personally, Mm -hmm. for my income. And it was both the best day of my life and the worst day of my life, all at the same time. And what do I mean by that? It was great that I had that income, and and it felt awesome. This is great. I love this. But then when I realized that this didn't change anything for me, this didn't do what I thought it was going to do, that was the worst day of my life. Mm. Yeah. So it's like you build all this up for years and years and years, and it doesn't fulfill that expectation. But the good side of that is now there's a stress. Now, and I don't know how to verbalize this necessarily, but it's like, okay, there's some stress relief there then. If money is not going to be the ultimate, then I don't have to worry about that anymore. Now, do I want it? Absolutely. I want money. But I don't have to sit here and wonder anymore if my life's going to be so much better now yeah, when I get know. more of it. You've already experienced yeah. it. Because I mean, it. It, it tell me, it's it's almost a high, right? Yeah. Like, taste it, right? Yeah. G- give give them yeah. a taste, right? You feel it. You come off that high, and then you come down, and you come to the realization of, damn, how do I keep this? Right. <laughs> because so your stress I mean, just yeah, gets just thinking a different direction it. now. Because mm-hmm. I, in in, in a, in a transparent story about me is that after my first year after playing in chicago you know we bought a house put a down payment on that 
literally my bank account was down under a thousand dollars. Had I got not made the team that next year, I was screwed. Which is mm. crazy. Screwed. Yeah. And, and and I mean, I made three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, like pre-tax. Right. And it was gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Mm. And it, we we put a ton in the house, but like. But you learn, right? And right. you said, okay, spend, 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 spend. But then there's that realization like, okay, like yeah. it takes a, a lot of hard work to get here, but it doesn't take it doesn't take much to get rid of it. Yeah, it's a drug, man. It is. It is a drug. It's And it's a, it can be an addiction. And, and the one thing that I did have that I, I truly feel like that I, that I leaned on is, it, which helped me, was that my passion for the game wasn't, it over it was it was like overriding of the money. Like I just wanted to play. Yeah. Like every day I thought about the game and the sport. So that was my passion. I couldn't imagine making that kind of money and then not really caring about what I'm doing. For the money. Yeah. I you know yeah. what I mean? I, if yeah. I did, if I had that insight, then I probably would I would have looked at it differently. I would have been like, well, shit. I mean, I I gotta figure this out. Like. Yeah. Where do I find the happiness in this? Yeah, because there was no, there was a ton of happiness in that road. Well, that, what you just said—that's what I used to think. I don't care how I make money; I just want to make money. That's all that matters. Right. Like I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah, no. And I've come to realize that is not true because you spend all day long, all night long doing whatever it is that you do to get that money, and that money's not sitting there relieving that stress or relieving that desire yeah. that you have. So what you do to me, and this is, I'm just speaking for myself, for me, what I do during the day to make that money is way more important than the amount of yes, money that I absolutely. have. Absolutely. Well, way more example important. of last year, you and I were in very similar situations last year. It was first time in our company we were a top producer. Were you any less stressed? No. I was more stressed. I think there was an instant or, or a momentary lightness, as you guys yeah. described. I, I remember vividly after the biggest check that I ever saw in my life yeah. came into the bank account. I remember vividly playing with my son outside yeah. and having this feeling of, I can just focus on my son right yeah. now. Uh-huh. I remember that feeling yeah. vividly. I, I still have it. I, I can see yeah. it. But that, guess how long that feeling lasted? A week? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 20 minutes. Because you're right back in it. Because <laughs> yeah. I was right back into the stress. Because right. like you said earlier, it just makes you more who you are. I am by nature a stressed person, yeah. a worry wart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worry about money. I'm going to worry, always worry about mm-hmm. money. And so when I, that realization, the worst day of my life, that's like, dang, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do. But thank you that mm-hmm. it doesn't do what I thought it was going to do because now I don't have to worry about it. That's yeah. right. Now I can do what I want to <laughs> do because... The money's just a byproduct yeah. of it. Right. But I'll, I'll say this too. One of, the, one of the good things about getting to a level where you have the money is you have a different perspective. You have a perspective like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. yeah. And the confidence. Whereas before you had it, like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get that much money yeah. or how I'm ever going to get to that level or do this. And then you get there and you're like, okay, you, it can be done. Yeah. Like it really can yeah. be done. Yeah, it's hard work. It's, it's a lot of things, but... It's it's not as daunting once you once you've gotten there, right? Because you, you hear people all the time that made millions. You know, David Meltzer talks about mm-hmm. all the time. You know, I made I lost a hundred million dollars and I made it all back. Like you get there, you know, you find the path to get there, and you you make some bad decisions or w- mm-hmm. whatever it is, lose it. 
but there's also the confidence like, okay, I can get back there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something that you said about that. Yeah. Now to the people that haven't been there, you can get there. Mm-hmm. Like whatever your goal is, but make sure that that goal, like Ben was just talking about, is not a monetary value. Right. Make right. sure because the money will will come. You know, I, I think there's two parts of that. I think there's part of that that says like when you when you make the, the kind of money that whatever your dream is, whatever that number is, let's say it's a million dollars, when you make a million dollars, it provides options, yeah. and it gives you possible options to do what you actually want to do now you have to work of course so you may be at a job that you really don't give a damn about but you're making good money well the mindset needs to be okay i'm gonna stack this money until i get to this number or i'm getting to a number where i want to be and then i'm gonna do what i want to do so you got there's got to be a passion like and that's a good thing about making money is that it does give you opportunities things start to change. And people always say, well, you know, you change. You're damn right I change. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the reality. Yeah. Because the, the people that I've been introduced to now, now I can see, okay, maybe there's an opportunity yeah. for me to grow my wealth. Maybe there's an opportunity to put my kids in a position where they can grow uh, at the same time. So I think when, when you get to a certain point, the good thing about getting money is not as much that I can go spend it, I can go do this, but mm-hmm. the options that you may have for your own happiness, to find your own passion and what mm-hmm. you know, when what drives you. So, uh, what happens when you make that million, though? What, where does your mind immediately go to? Bank account, <laughs> my, my pocketbook. No, to uh, me, it goes to that next level. It does. It well, where, where do I, now? Where, where do I go, I go now? Next? Yeah. yeah, where that's, do I go that's now? The I've obvious. done that. Yeah. Now, where do I go? Yeah, yeah. but instead of it, uh, instead of relishing in that moment, like uh, why why do I not enjoy things more? Mm. I'm just going to speak for myself. That's a goal I had and I've reached it. Why is there always, why do I always have to look at the next mountaintop? I mean, I think that's a good thing, mm-hmm. but, but at the same time, it's very stressful. It's like, just enjoy that for a second. Yeah. Like you accomplished that goal. But are we built that way? I don't know. I can't speak for everybody. I mean, I'm I mean, not built that way. I'm not I'm built, built as one that's always looking to the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, <laughs> I don't know if we're built that way. I think, I think we're influenced to feel that way through through our life. Yeah, through right? the experiences of through, our lives? Through experiences, through content, through things that we absorb, mm-hmm. things we watch. I think that, you know, there's a competitiveness. But, I mean, you think about simplest forms, right? What do we, what do we need? Mm-hmm. We need shelter and we need food. That's it, right? That's what we need. But everything else is just wants and like-to-haves. And right. so all those like to haves move into the, I need to get to this level. I need to go to yeah. that level. So I do think that it's real. it is bred into or not influenced into us because that's, that's the game. Yeah. You know, yeah. We're, we're, we're playing the game. Yeah, no, I think you're yeah. right about that. It, you know, I grew up in a way that I saw very firsthand the poorest of the poor mm-hmm. in the world, literally in the world where I grew up. And as I get older and I get further away from that and I get into a city like Dallas, which is uber wealthy mm-hmm. and you're hanging around the, the crowd that you're hanging out, you start to lose some of that perspective, like you said, Tyler. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important and we always talk about serving people. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to reset what is important, what is valuable, yeah. what is important yeah. by putting yourself back in those situations, going and serving, going to That's a third so world true, country. Man. Yeah. 
because you get so caught. I think part of the stress is that you're just you're like you said earlier, Dan. You're getting you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, yeah. You, you see your inner circle. You think that's all that matters. I don't have as much as Tyler or Darren do, so I've got to keep grinding, grinding, grinding. Mm. Well, get let's set the perspective back a yeah. little bit. Yeah, and, and I totally recognize that somebody listening to this that hasn't made the money that they want to make, no matter what we say, it's not going to resonate with you until you experience yeah. it. Yeah, this mm. is just one of those things that it's probably not going to hit you until you go through it. Yeah. But hopefully, there's some encouragement here. That yeah, maybe you do need to experience it, but hopefully you can handle you, you can lower your expectations a little bit. Yeah. Because for me, and, and again, it's only for me, it it wasn't everything I played it up in my head. Yeah, because like you said, it can take you one of two ways. Like if you have not not necessarily lower expectations. I don't know if, if that's maybe the right words, but if you have perspective on when you get there, as opposed to letting it take you the other way. Mm-hmm. Right. And now that, that jacks you up. Like you, you surround yourself with people that have their hands out. You got more, more money, more problems. Yeah. Like don't go that route. If you have perspective, you say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to recognize this feeling that I have now, but it doesn't change anything. Yeah. It doesn't right. change who I am and I'm not going to let it change me. And the other thing too, and, and you mentioned, you both mentioned talking about service and you mentioned it earlier, probably the best thing about it, about getting to a financial st- financially stable place is the ability to give without resentment or without hesitation. If I can help someone and you can give clearly too, Mm -hmm. you can give in it like, okay, uh, I'm not like indebted to you. I don't owe you. It's like, I can give you give to you if this really is the best thing for you. Right. And that to me was probably the greatest the yeah. greatest thing of what when I was playing yeah, was being able to help out people when yeah. when because yeah. that's the true joy. Yeah, like that's that is the joy. You make your money and you do whatever it is if that's your dream. And then when you give, man, the, the purpose changes. Things change because you're seeing the effect yeah. in others and how greatly that effect can be. So part of me is just that. Like you know, my prayer every day is God give me the resources so I can give. Mm-hmm. Like I can feed back into you. Yeah. Like that's a prayer of mine every single day because I always felt like when I was a kid, there was no one pouring back. Yeah, that's right. Like no one was giving back to it. Yeah, I think two things I think of that I, may, I want to make sure that aren't getting lost here. Number one, I would much rather be in a position where I do have money and I have those stresses than if I don't. If I went back yeah. to not having money. So don't hear us say that, that money's bad. And that's, that leads to the other thing is I grew up, you know, your traditional Church of Christ – Money's the root of all evil. Evil. Everybody knows that saying. And so money was demonized. What I've come to realize, money is neutral. Money, it's a piece of paper Paper, that we've, for whatever reason, decided means something. Yeah. That's not at the root of all evil. It's it's what you said, Darren. It's how you use that money. Mm-hmm. It's who are you serving with this money? How are you? Is it all you're thinking about, and that's your only driver every single day when you wake up? Maybe that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. But wanting to attain money is not a bad thing at all no it's what do you do with it once you get there and and is it dominating Mm -hmm. your daily thoughts all the time yeah great so i don't know it's just having that conversation with sal yesterday it it hit me that you know again i thought money was just going to be this amazing thing and it didn't do what i thought it was going to do no Mm -hmm. no and and that's that's it if you're if you're purpose passion 
um, family relationship, if they don't align, money doesn't mean jack. Yeah. Yeah. Because if those things you you can you can have it and you can still be miserable. You can yeah. enjoy it by Tell yourself. Tell you it makes you more yeah. money will make you more of who you are, man. If you're smoking weed right now yeah. and you're smoking a dollar joint, <laughs> you're gonna be smoking a whole bunch of weed when you get you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it yeah. make, whatever extreme that you have right now, yeah, quadruple right. it. It's yeah. going to be there when you have you're not gonna change in that aspect. So when you do make it, you gotta figure out one thing. I mean, there's a couple of things I always feel like when you make the money. You know, who are you serving? Are you serving self? Are you serving money? Are you serving, who are you serving? Mm-hmm. Uh, so once you figure out what that dynamic is, if it's, if I make the money, then let me figure out what my, my true passion is. What brings me true happiness? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And let me conquer that. Yep. Then, and then let me figure out who I can serve and lift up and put in better financial situations because I've had it and it was given to me. Right. Yeah. So that's how you. That's well, that's how I look at it, man. Right. It's you're right, Ben. It's paper, brother. Yeah. That's all it is, it's, and it's neutral. Yep. So when people are always in it, well, you just you know you're greedy or you're money hungry. No, hey, look, money has nothing to do yeah. with the decision. Yeah. That's on this me. Is just the person the I want to be. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I would much. I've gotten to a point where I would much rather be focused on how I spend my days and maybe make a little bit less than just doing anything I can. To make a certain amount of money that I deem that I have deemed for whatever reason right. to be enough, yeah. right. it's much more important to me what I'm pursuing and how I'm spending my time, yeah. more so than any piece yeah, of I paper. Just, I, I just think of how much the pursuit of money, and leave it at that, pursuit of money takes away from my life yeah. and things that I really need to be pouring more into: yeah. time with my kids, time with my wife, time with my family. Um, you know it. Because I need to get to this level or I need to maintain this or I've got to, you know, you know, support the decisions I've already made, the lifestyle that I've got because I need to go make money and I've got to keep working. I mean, I can't tell you. And it's and honestly, it, it, it breaks my heart because like my family even will reach out to Tiff because, oh, he's just too busy. Like, huh. yeah. and so she's literally the middleman because I'm so busy and I have so much going on. That like they don't want to bother me. Mm-hmm. Like my own dad, right? Like my brother, my sister. Oh no, no, no! Like uh, we'll just talk to you, Tiff, because Tyler's so busy. Yeah, like tough, that's yeah. sad. Yeah. That like my family doesn't want to reach out because he's too busy. He's too busy because I'm I'm so busy trying to chase this number, right? Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a perspective. Yeah. And that man, that's humble. That's tough. As we close this out, uh, the the question we ask every wow. guest, but let's specify it to money. Darren, if you could go back, Tyler, if you could go back, and I'll, I'll answer as well, to the time when you were the quote-unquote poorest. or, or Poest. Poest, yeah. yeah. Before, you, before you had money, before you, you know, got into your career, if you could go back to that kid, what would you tell that kid? Or young adult, whatever stage you're in. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll start. Yeah. Live simply. Don't add all this freaking glitter and glamour and all this to your life. Like, you don't need much. Live simply. Um, Because then you can appreciate the real things Mm. and not the material things. That's good. Huh. Think about it. Yeah, that's a good one, one. man. That's a really good one. What do you think? You could go back. 
I mean, I think I would tell myself, pursue what you're passionate about, regardless of what it brings mm, you income-wise. Yeah, that is strong. Chase what you're passionate about. Goodness. Because I've made so many decisions based on money in my life. Pretty much every decision I've made. But now you're what? You're, you're 34. Early, 34. About to be 34. Okay. 33. Yeah. So almost mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you could go back and tell your 19-year-old self, or 21-year-old, 22-year-old. When did you graduate? 22? Yeah, 22. 22. Your 22-year-old self. Yep. You'd have had 13 years. 13 years to pursue what I'm really, really into. And I would spend every single day doing something I'm really, really into. Yeah. And I can't, I know this sounds hippie, but I promise you I would be richer yeah. than at any point in my life. Like, honestly, I think like metaphorically and literally. Right. Yeah. Like knowing you, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like there's no doubt. No doubt. You know, God, that's such a great question because when I was a kid, it consumed me. Mm-hmm. Because I sat there and would cry and pray for like a windfall. Like, you ever seen people, you know, just pray to win the lottery? Man, when I win the lottery, I'm going to. That was me, man. Yeah. That was, that was that kid. Like, man, I just. Sorry, before you answer, because I don't want to keep going on, but I just, ha- I've had this thought lately. Like, I'm to a point now, I don't want to win the lottery. No, exactly. Like, and that's a yeah. weird a thing liar. to say. You're a I, I, No, I would take it. I would, but how many, how many lottery tickets do I buy? That's true. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, right. I don't know if I want a lump sum. Just, I mean, again. Yeah, you lie. Would I take that's it? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm being dead serious. Like, yeah, but that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a part of me that's almost it. like, I want to work for it. Yeah. I want to have to, I want to have to struggle for it a little bit. Again, I, now that you hand me a million dollar check, I'm gonna take it. But what if somebody, I'm just saying, there's a small part of me. This conversation, what if somebody you're on hand your you own. a 670 million dollar check. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a small part of me that think, and maybe that's because hey, I'm in I the. Go. Hey. Oh, me and you, I'm gone. Go. Oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Who knows? But if this was a real scenario, <laughs> if hey, it ben, was legit, hey, take care of the least bit. <laughs> Figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. There, uh, there's a weird small part of it. It's the ego is what it yeah, is. Yeah, They're yeah. saying, no, I'm going to do this on my own. Yeah. I don't want anybody to hand me anything. No. Yeah. The appreciation on the other side, 100%. It, there, there's, there's, there's a ton of validity to that. Uh, Sorry, Darren, I hijacked you. Yeah, totally no, no, did. you're fine. But think man. about, have you ever done this, though? And I, if you haven't, I don't believe you. But... <laughs> You hear on the radio or you see it and it's like, oh, jackpot's up to 540 million. You're like, all right, what can I spend it on? (laughs) What can I do? But then do you ever go out and buy a dollar? I bought bought lottery tickets. So it's really not that important to you. Twice a month. No. So it's really, you're really not that into it. I mean, just think about it. Like, it's okay. $40 million. Oh, I think about it all the time. But but that's how I was as a kid. So it consumed me my, you know, my in my childhood, that's what, what it did. But if I could go back and tell myself something right now, I think it would go back to just what you just said and what I've learned in, over the last few years. Like, find what you're passionate about as a kid. Understand that, like, when you get money, if you don't love what you're doing, you're going to live in misery. Mm-hmm. You're continuously going to live in misery because it doesn't, there's no foundation in making money and hating what you do. Yeah. Mm. Cause that's stress. 
that leads to addiction. That lead there's so many relationships. Relationships. Yeah. There's so many relationships. you know ways that can go. But if you love what you're doing and loving the situation that you're in by making that kind of money, mm-hmm. then. Then that's that's what I would tell myself. Hey, you figure it out. What, what just you're think about, about the person you are when you're yeah. pursuing something that you're so into. Yeah, you're just everything about you is just so much well more pleasant to be around. And the other thing, and you say the situation that you're in, the people that you're around, like doing yeah. what you love and being around the people that you love. Because I'll tell you this: uh, outside of a jet ski, <laughs> and? no material thing has made me <laughs> smile like another person, right? Like the feeling that another person gives you, whether you're pouring into them, they're pouring into you, like the emotional impact that they make, nothing that you can buy gives you that. Like right. no truck, no house, no vacation. Can what really a person can actually make you feel, except for a jet ski. A jet ski, you know I dare you to go on it. I dare you to go on it and not, not be grinning ear to ear. I dare you. Have you ever ridden a jet ski? Uh, hell no, but that's the thing. That's just it. Like, like, All right. But I, I like next, next day, what's the show? Yeah, uh, YouTube video coming no. soon. But that's the thing, though. Just like Kenny Powers reenactment. But it, isn't that the feeling that you have, though? You go get the jet ski, and you're like, oh, my God. I it feels wait. good. It Don't feels get me good. wrong. You buy that new car. It's like, oh, my God, I got the new but car. But a week later, you're just like, like whatever. It's just a, yeah, but a jet just ski, a whip. 10 years later, you get on that thing. You're smiling. <laughs> With his damn jet ski. <laughs> so, anyways, but uh, man, appreciate you. I mean, this is this is real talk. I know. Yeah, we've all shared you know things that that are very intimate to our lives and and our perspective. And again, we're we are not experts, and we're yeah. not we're not giving you know expert advice. This is this is us talking. You know here. what I'd be curious to know is how many people disagree with that. Oh, 100 percent. Oh, yeah, and that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, man. I'm sure there's people out there that are so money driven. They're yeah. like, Dude, this is the greatest there's thing the, ever. Yeah. I don't care what and I have made do money, and they're like, you're out hey, your damn mind. Yeah. All, I'm all for that. If that's yeah. what if that's what drives you, go. I can only speak for me yeah, personally. Right. Mm-hmm. I would much rather spend my days doing something I'm really into, and maybe making a little bit less, as opposed to doing something I don't really want to do at all. Yeah, just because of a paycheck. Yeah, and and again, I want to reiterate: if you're listening to this and you're not in this situation. Figure it out for yourself. Yeah. What, anything we say, you're not going to believe anyway. Yeah. So go figure it out for yourself. I definitely didn't believe that <laughs> bullshit you said about winning the lottery. Like, yeah, I'd yeah. rather work. I call BS on yeah. that. Yeah. Have I ever I'd bought a lottery grind ticket? For, I'd rather yeah. grind, grind for the next 15 out. years. Oh, Have you ever bought a lottery ticket? Uh, or how no, often do you I buy lottery not, tickets? I don't. So then you don't care that I much don't. about it either. No, I do. Care. I mean, look, if it was to be given to but me, but your but your exact words, different. your exact words, like, I would rather not. I would rather lottery. not. Exactly. Okay. Well, can I go back and amend my statement for yeah. you to amend, yes. amend it. Go amend, ahead. We'll amend wait. away. We'll wait. We're, we got. Yeah, we'll wait. The ego part of me. There's a small ego part of me that says I want to earn it. I want to work for it. I want to struggle. Having said that, <laughs> if somebody hands me a $600 million check, I'm going to say yes to that check. But I'm not going to go to the corner store and buy lottery tickets every yeah. day to try to win an either. You're going to go after you get that $600 million check, you're going to get a Lambo. You're going to see gonna, me in yellow shoes, go. a bathrobe. <laughs> by draws. I won't wear anything but yellow shoes and a bathrobe the rest of my days if I make $600 million. <laughs> You know what's about happiness? I will be happy. <laughs> It's not the, the money. It's not the money. It's the yellow shoes. It'll be all about the money at that point. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, man. make sure to tune in next week uh, when... You won't be getting this, con- <laughs> this conversation next week. I can promise you that. 
uh, when the uh, the wife takeover. There we go. Wife's wife's takeover. So Mom takeover. More Whitney, Tiffany, and Tiffany. See how I mixed up the Tiffany's on yeah, that one? Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Good. I didn't know where you were going with that one. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's crazy. It was wild. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, make sure to tune in. It'll be great. Uh, we appreciate all you for listening. Share the uh, show. Share, share the show. Share. Where share. can people subscribe to see more of us? So there's a couple places you can go. You can obviously follow us on iTunes uh, on the podcast app. Uh, you can go to Darren Woodson Show on Instagram to follow. YouTube the Dar- the Darren Woodson Show on YouTube. You can leave comments there. We're we're <laughs> having some fun with this black hole that is YouTube. Yes. Uh, can I read a review real quick? Yeah, this? absolutely. Uh, this one, this one, this one got me. Uh, hold on, sorry, I got to find it. While you're finding it, yeah, fill fill the air, fill the air. All right. Well, I'm about to go buy that Lambo. This. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, what's it like to be rich? Yeah. Right. <laughs> So this is a review we just recently got. Uh, Do you remember what episode Drew Robinson was? What number? Oh, I'll look after uh, before I read this. Yeah, it was. It was not long ago. It was episode. You're feeling one hundred five. There you go. Episode one hundred five. If you have not listened to episode, if you're new and you haven't listened to episode one hundred five with Drew Robinson. Go back and listen to that immediately. Don't waste any more time. Uh, This review we received, the subject line was outstanding, and this is from Annie McCabe. My husband committed suicide when my son was 12 years old. Today he was playing football in college. He struggled through injuries, self-doubt, and I'm thankful for coaches being aware enough to help him seek the help he needs. Collegiate and professional sports have a ton of ups and downs, and young adults need to know they aren't alone with these struggles. Thank you to all involved in this episode for getting the word out for all young men and women struggling with depression and self-doubt. Yeah, that's why we did the show, man. That's why we do the show right yeah. there. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It changed all of our lives. Yeah, it did. Sorry, that just popped in my head, but that, that review is exactly why we do this show. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for that, Annie. Thank you to you guys. We'll see you on Friday.